Hey there, this is Jackie of the Maiden Voyage podcast. So um, we're so excited today to be interviewing my friend, Cassandra Clemens. She is the Associate Director of Emerging Channels at Merck. Uh, She lives locally near me um, in the Philadelphia area, and we are just so excited to be talking here today about all things marketing, in-house, out-of-house, all different channels of marketing, as well as just being like a kick-ass mom and multitasker. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. We are CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. So welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for having me, ladies. So we do have a few questions um, about kind of who you are, where you've been, where you started, but you've been in marketing a little bit now, and I kind of wanted to kick things off by understanding, like, how did you find marketing in the first place? And more specifically, because you used to work at an inbound agency, which is where we met, how did you find inbound marketing? Because we were chatting a little bit earlier before we got on, and some of us fell into that space. I have the same story. I totally fell into marketing. So I went to school and I got a degree in uh, media communications and I fully planned on being a graphic designer. That was what I thought I was going to do. And out of school, I'm applying for jobs and I go to this uh, local consumer packaged goods company and I apply for a job and they're like, Hey, like, your stuff's really good, but it's not quite what we want it to be. But we have this account management role. Do you want to just get your foot in the door here? Um, So that's how I sort of fell into marketing. It was a marketing slash brand manager role. Um, We worked a lot in children's arts and crafts and toys, which was super fun, like coming out of college and your first job in the real world. Like you want to work on something fun and exciting. And and that's how that kind of came to be. Um, And then just as time went on, I transitioned into more of a digital or more of a traditional marketing role doing a lot of print ads and um, some billboard advertisements, TV. We did a little bit of paid, paid search, um, but that was really it. And it just kind of came time for me to move on. And I was starting a family and I needed more flexibility in my role. And yeah. I found out about this company that was located in Warrington, now in Concha Hopkins. And they're like, we, just, we do this thing called inbound marketing. Yeah. Never heard of it. Right. I had no idea what it was. Had never even touched search engine optimization in my life. did not do content marketing. Um, But I had a ton of account management experience. And they were like, you know, based on your experience, we can teach you all of this other stuff. You can go through trainings. And I did a lot of the HubSpot um, uh, certifications and really got up to speed on it. And that's how I got an email marketing. I love (laughs) that. I I think we're going to learn a lot of lessons today. And I think lesson number one just happened that like, Inbound marketing one, I find the industry itself is like very flexible with like a work-life balance, which I love. Uh, But number two, you can learn inbound marketing. It's those really hard skills, the account management, you know, being creative, graphic, project management, like those hard skills are things that you need to come with, I think, but you can learn inbound marketing if you want to. Absolutely. I agree. Are you a team of one or do you work with other marketers and basically are you allowed to run your own campaigns and whatnot? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. So our team is made up of what we call digital channel leads. So we have a lead in every 
I would say every single but the most used digital channels within the organization. So we have a web lead, we have an SEO lead, an email lead, a social lead. And sometimes there's multiple people depending on how much that channel is used. Banner ad lead is another one we have. So I am a team of one when it comes to the emerging channels, but I have a whole other team of people that we work together um, depending on what the specific project is. And we get pulled in by each of the products or brands as they're adding these channels to their marketing team. So while I'm the subject matter expert in my area, I very much work as part of a larger team, just sometimes that team shifts. So if you think of agile marketing, uh, I wouldn't be a core team member. I would be more of an extended team member that mm -hmm. gets pulled in for special projects. When needed, right. Yep. Cool. So this is really awkward. My question kind of was the same question, but for Square 2. So when you were director of marketing, so you, did you have inbound marketers under you and did you most likely do strategy or were you overseeing what they were doing or? No, that's a good question. So I was originally on the client services side. So I was a marketing strategist. So in that role, I had consultants that I worked with. I was overseeing the strategy. It was basically product owner uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to the agile marketing side. When I transitioned into the director of marketing role, I was in charge of all of the agency's marketing. So marketing the actual agency. I worked really closely with our CRO, our chief revenue officer on the sales side. So it was sort of a, what's the old, I don't even think this term is used anymore. Marketing. 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 That was my role. So I worked with the sales team and then um, I was the marketing counterpart. So it was just me on the marketing side, but very collaborative with the sales team. Got it. Cool. Okay. Can you explain to our listeners the difference between working for an agency, like you noted you've done in the past, versus yep. kind of the in-house marketing you're doing now? Yeah. So I spent 12 years agency side. That's a long time in my eyes. I feel really old when I say that out loud, even though I'm not really that old. Um, but 12 years. And I didn't really have any plans on ever going in-house. Uh, I absolutely had no plans on ever working in pharma. I actually was adamantly against it. Um, but as fate would have it, an opportunity came up that was just too good to be true. And I made the jump. Um, there's a lot of similarities, surprisingly, between agency side and in-house. Um, and a lot of it comes to what you mentioned with the flexibility, the family first attitude, which I was really surprised about going to a yeah. big corporate um, entity. But um, it's really about the culture, I think, is, is very similar, um, at least in my experience so far, that they want to keep their employees happy. Um, they want to make, because the happier they are, the harder they work, you That's know? Right. Um, you want to have a balance between work and, work and life so that you're not drowning in one or the other. Um, so there's been a lot of similarities. There also are a lot of differences. So agency life is really fast paced. Uh, as you ladies all know, <laughs> um, you work at the whim of your, of your customers. Uh, you put in long hours. Sometimes you do whatever it takes to get, get the job done in house. Um, at least from my experience so far has been a little bit slower paced. Um, it's more because of a lot of the regulations and things that are involved in the pharmaceutical world. Um, as far as what you can put to market and things like that. Um, but it's for good reason. It's not just to be slow to be slow. It's because you got to make sure you have all of your ducks in a row and everything lined up and, um, and accounted for. Yeah. So that's really been the biggest thing for me, which for me, after 12 years agency side, yeah. a leap to like slow down. 
but my like go 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 attitude is sometimes I'm like wait I, I, I need to do more I need to do more right <laughs> so, yeah. well and you're also brain. probably used yeah, to yeah. in agency life there's like 12 10 whatever clients you're focusing on you're like constantly moving whereas yeah. I imagine being in-house it's kind of nice maybe to take like a very focused more strategic approach to the things that you're doing? Would that make be like ringing true to yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. And my, my role specifically, I don't work on a specific brand. So a lot of times when in the marketing and in-house, you're working on a specific brand, a specific product. My role kind of sits across the brands. Uh, I am actually the lead for all things emerging channels. So if it's chat related or voice related, I am involved. I'm being pulled into those projects. So I'm even more specifically focused in on two specific channels versus being multi-channel, multi-brand. So there are times where I can, you know, spend a whole day doing research and finding out what's new in the market and looking at um, different studies and surveys and platforms and technology. So just having that time available to do that has been really, really refreshing. Right. That's one thing I remember about coming into agency when we met at Square Two was when I got hired, they were like, read. Like someone telling you to spend time to read is like, excuse me, sir. Like you want yeah. me to like learn things and not just do stuff. And I think that sounds really refreshing that you're getting to be an expert in, in your little, in your zone yep. and then relate that to grow your, to grow the business. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So, um, have you, how long have you been at Merck now? Not, not a long period of time. Five months. Okay. So in, in these five months, like, are you feeling that like, maybe you should have done this sooner? Are you loving in-house life? Have you, are you feeling you prefer one over the other at this point? You know, I don't know that I'll ever rule out going back to agency side. I don't see it anywhere in my five or even 10 year plan. Um, maybe after my kids are grown, uh, cause I do, I miss the adrenaline a little bit, the adrenaline rush a little bit when you're like down to the wire and Um, but for right now, like I really am enjoying that I'm learning and I'm helping to build out this channel within the organization. It's, it's new, brand new to them. So I've been here for five months and this channel has existed for five months. So that's been pretty exciting. So I'm sort of just, what's the saying, taking the bull by the horns and I'm just running with it and figuring it out as I go, um, as far as learning, learning the industry. So just like how I, brought all my skills to square two and how to learn inbound. Yeah. I'm bringing all my experience with chat and voice and technology platforms and I'm learning pharma. So it's, for me, it's always about learning something new and involving my, um, my background and my expertise. And I'm able to do that right now. That's so exciting. I love that. Um, and when you say like chat, you're talking like conversational marketing at this point. Conversational marketing, absolutely. So live chat, chat bots, voice search, voice assistant, anything in that area is, is where I'm, I'm working right now. That's so exciting. As you know, at Impulse, we're also very passionate about conversational marketing. Um, do you have a platform that you prefer to use right now? So I am a total fangirl of Drift. And everything that Dave Gerhart does from his marketing, he knows I'm a fangirl too. So it's not like weird that if he sees this, that I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, DG, you better send her something autographed now. I know, right? I know, right? Um, so I actually, you know, um, implemented Drift at, at Square Two as part of my time there as director of marketing, um, helped work with uh, onboarding a lot of our clients with it. So that's 
was sort of my first touch in the conversational marketing space. And so that's why I hold it near and dear to my heart. Um, but there's so many other platforms out there that there's no apples to apples comparison, really. Like they do different things for different reasons. And really that's what I've been trying to focus on internally here is people are coming to me and they're like, we want to do this. And I'm more trying to get them to take a step back and say, what is the problem you're trying to solve for? What is the issue that you think you need a chatbot or you think you need to um, implement some type of skill on Alexa? Like, what is the problem versus saying, I want a chatbot? I think like, that's not the right approach. Like so, lesson um, number two is like, lesson number two just happened. If somebody's asking you for something from a client perspective, we need to take a step back and say, but why? Right. <laughs> yep. And so then from there, I'm like, all right, here, I have this like, library of all these different technology platforms that I've done demos on and done research on and I have all of their capabilities like let's figure out what the right solution for you might be so that could be drift that could be um let's pull 360 is another one that's really good um conversica could be a good fit like there's so many different ones mm -hmm. um it really it it really depends on what's going to solve for your problem yeah it's a great way to look at it and and, and it's an ever-growing form of marketing communication right now. So you have nestled yourself into a really good space for continued growth, not only at Merck, but like professionally, I think it is like, it's going to blow up. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be passionate about what you do. Right. So like, I am not an expert in social media by any means. So if I got thrown into, you are the subject matter expert of social media, I wouldn't be excited about it because it's just not where my passion is. So um, finding an area of, of what you can be passionate about, I think is super important too. Yeah. Um, like lesson number three is just, you're just, just I knew you were going to be like laying it down on me today. I knew it. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you suggest for people who do want to switch out of agency life? Was there something specific about not necessarily make Merck, but the search you did, or I, I know kind of fell into your lap, but perhaps like things that they could look to, to maybe find at an organization that would feel like a good fit coming from agency? So for me, uh, I loved my last agency. I still love my last agency. They are my family and they will be my family. Like some of my best friends I've made from there and I can still continue to stay in touch with them. So for me, I wasn't trying to leave the agency life. Uh, I just wanted something a little bit closer to my house. I wanted something that was honestly, I wanted something that was focused in conversational marketing because out of nowhere, I just found this passion that I knew that I wanted to grow in and focus in. And I didn't care if that was an agency role focused on conversational marketing or something in-house, or even if that was only half of what my role was. So for me, I was just really casually looking. Um, I would go and, I mean, I was literally go, like, would go on job boards and type in conversational marketing and what one, if one, I was lucky, right. not, that, not a lot coming up. Yeah. Right. And so then I realized, well, not everyone calls it conversational marketing. So then it was trying to figure out what exactly were people calling it. Hmm. So, I mean, the short answer is find what you're passionate about and then look for something in that area. If you are an account manager or a brand manager and you just want to continue to be an account manager, or brand manager, that's okay. Like look in that area, but if there's something you want to focus in more specifically and you're happy where you are, don't let that stop you from trying to find whatever your next opportunity might be. And I think really fell in my lap. So. 
<laughs> yeah. I think that's a great point. Again, like if, if you're passionate about your work, it's not work. Right. Yeah. And I also think another, yeah. like, and you never know what your current agency or job or wherever you are company is going to be into or not into. So I, it's like you brought conversational marketing to your agency and then said, this isn't enough for me. I want more, but maybe somebody else just yeah. wants to bring it to their current role and it could fulfill them. So again, I think just finding something you're yeah. passionate about and weaving it into your everyday life is going to keep you really happy. Absolutely. So, um, this is a really, this is obviously we are a bunch of chicks here. Uh, the modern, <laughs> modern mermaids. Um, do you find yourself and specifically in conversational marketing and in inbound, like in our industry, we're really curious, do you find yourself in a male or female dominated workplace? And how do you see that going into the future? So when I first started out in this area, it was definitely like, at least in the consumer package, good space, it was definitely more male focused. Um, we had maybe five or six female employees and 30 male employees. So it was definitely more on the male side. Um, in my other roles, it was really a split. And honestly, at my at Square Two Marketing, my last agency, it was much more female oriented. We had a female president, a female COO. Um, a lot of our uh, account team was, was were women, our writers, our designers. Yeah. So there were really a lot of chicks at Square Two. There were, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of us. Um, so I really I've experienced it on both sides of the thing, or both sides of the situation. Um, I can tell you for sure, though, like from a management level, like I've had, had male managers, I've had female managers. And for me personally, I've had better working relationships. And I would even say like personal relationships with my male managers, which you don't hear a whole lot. Um, but I don't know, it was just because it maybe was how their personalities were, or we had a lot of personal uh, interests that overlapped or whatever that may be. So a lot of times when I hear people like having this split between male, female and feeling like underappreciated or I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I know it exists. I just have never personally experienced it. So I can't relate. Yeah. So that's always like it lends to interesting conversations to, with people when that topic comes up. Um, yes, I totally agree that I, I think from an industry standpoint that inbound specifically is like heavy female. There's a lot of like, like you're, we have one on our call now, a female agency owner, right? Yep. Like Rachel is co-owner of our agency. And there are so many other female agency owners in our specific niche that it's really empowering. Like when we go to these conferences specifically for our industry, like I always feel like I see more women than men. And I just, and, and a lot more women taking the stage than men. Yeah. And I, I really love that. But I also think, um, and agree with you to the point that like, I've had harder times working for women than I have working for men as well. And I think that's our personality for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have felt more competition um, in that, like that you have to prove yourself a lot more. And I mean, it's not always the case, but yeah. I've definitely experienced it in my, uh, my 12 years agency side. Yeah. And you noted that um, you have some common interests and I love this about you. You are like a, you are an outdoor gal. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. We're thankful we're not at my house right now because my walls are full of deer and elk and all things outside or inside at my home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like hunters and fishers, fish and yep, yeah. And I so actually went to went to Montana hunting while I was five months pregnant with my daughter and shot my first 
uh, my first year. So if that's not outdoorsy, I don't know what it is. Right. And what's funny is like, we live 10 minutes from each other and I'm like, I don't understand. Where do you do that? I don't, where do you even do that? I don't know. I live on a farm. I actually live on a real deal farm. We have a tractor. We have fields that are plowed. I mean, I live on a farm. I have a barn. (laughs) It's amazing, which is great. And we'll transition a little bit here into like, you're providing such a unique experience for your children. You are the ultimate side hustle. You're a mom, which is like the ultimate side hustle. So you're a mom, you, you have like a small, um, side business that you guys run, like is, and your husband, he used to own his own business, right? Right. So, right. So you've got a lot going on. How do you make it all work? Um, I don't know some days. Um, so, you know, you hear this saying, fake it till you make it. My goddaughter got me this sign for Christmas and it actually says, face it till you make it. So I'm like very, like a very like Christian girl. And I just put a lot of my, um, a lot of my trust in, in God. And I just, it'll all work out some way or another. So, um, yeah, I mean, I basically have four full-time jobs right now. So, you know, my full-time job at Merck, my kids, I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, my husband owns his own business, his own hardscaping and landscaping business. So I help him out sometimes from office work and payroll and things like that. Um, I am a 31 consultant. That's probably more of a part-time job. I just really do that for fun as a way for me to have my own marketing. And then my brother was in May in a really serious accident. Um, he had a very serious spinal cord injury. So I'm right now serving as his, he calls me his life planner. Um, I really am just helping him navigate all things from insurance to housing to helping him pay his bills while he's in this inpatient rehabilitation. So it's been a little bit crazy, but I mean, the biggest thing for me is just accepting that I'm not going to get it all done. Mm-hmm. Um, you try to prioritize wh- what is highest priority and lowest priority, but I used to get really frustrated and I would be like, I'm trying to be everything to everyone. Right. And I'm now just accepting that I can't be everything to everyone and that that's okay. Um, and then also just making sure that I find some time for myself every day. So that could be as simple as, getting a shower without my kids in the bathroom or finding 15 minutes to scroll through social media. If that's what I choose to do, whatever that is that I'm just like in a room in a place by myself just to have that escape from everything else that is around me. So this is just um, the phase of life that I'm in right now. I know it won't always be like this. So just trying to enjoy every moment that I can. Yeah. That's what I often talk about with my girlfriends who are in similar boats with like full-time job, mom, whatever else, life, parents, whatever they're dealing with. It's like, it's a season. I know that I'm in a season and I know that like my child won't want to watch me go to the bathroom in a few years. So like, you have to just like lean into that. Mine's fingers crossed, Rachel. Well, I was thinking the same thing, Rachel. I was like, I hope, hopefully she doesn't. Well, offline, I'll tell you a real funny story. Rachel's working on, she has a, how old's Carter? Three Three and a half. Right. And expecting another one shortly. So she'll be following in your shoes soon. Um, But you know, you have to lean into the season. And like you said, just trust that it'll all come out in the wash. That's what my mom says. Yep. That's for sure. And you know, in a few years when the kids are grown and you know, my brother's hopefully in a better place, like I'll be looking back to 
everything that I was able to accomplish and do for these people. I mean, that's, that's, uh, what's, that's motivation enough to be able to have an effect on someone else, whether it's a kid or a family member or friends, like you, you got to do a lot of things for you, but it's so much more fulfilling to be able to do things for other people. Uh, now my poor husband he probably like my poor husband is the one that like gets the short end of the stick but (laughs) hopefully he's understanding I'm I'm sure he is I'm (laughs) sure he is and like with you every step of the way yeah yeah gotta be a team that's right oh this has been so awesome thank you so much for sharing about your your life and your career and like I said we took a lot of lessons away from you which I'm really excited for our listeners to hear about so before we go we're gonna quickly go into our lightning round okay ready go beer wine or liquor beer Briggs Meyer personality type I don't know Hogwarts house. Definitely. I'm not a Harry Potter fan at oh, all. Okay. Sorry. Never saw a movie or read a book. <laughs> what are you having for dinner? Uh, we're having raviolis tonight. Yeah. Favorite female celebrity. Uh, Julia Roberts. Most recent book you've read. I am in the middle of reading a book. Uh, I'm forgetting the title of it right now, but it's all about defying the odds in the face of adversity. So I started reading it when everything happened with my brother. Awesome. Sparkling or still water? Sparkling for sure. Yes. What year would you, what, what year would you time travel to? The twenties, just the twenties in general. I'm all about like the, uh, the flappers, flappers. and yeah, like <laughs> prohibition. Uh, I relate to that. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. Um, I will not share Doritos with you. If you put your hand in the bag, I won't. I just can't. Biggest pet peeve, is that it? That's it. <laughs> okay. Dogs or cats? Uh, 100% dogs. I hate cats. What gets you into trouble? What gets me into trouble? My mouth. The <laughs> end. We'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most common answer to that question, and I love it. <laughs> Everyone answers their mouth. That's hilarious. I, I love speak, it. I speak before I think, and it's... Yep. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. Let's say that way. <laughs> yes. I keep this in front of my computer at all times. This is oh, my I reminder. That. That's great. That's great. My reminder. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was really, really fun. Tune in next week and until then stay your course and remember this is your voyage. Make it amazing. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.